Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Get ready for success. Leadership Strategies for Women is a show dedicated to providing practical and valuable strategies for emerging women leaders of today. It's your time to get inspired, motivated, and challenged to achieve your vision for success. And now, here's leadership speaker and coach, Ellie Nieves. Hello. I'm Ellie Nieves, and welcome to the Leadership Strategies for Women podcast. I'm the founder and president of Leadership Strategies for Women, where I develop seminars and webinars to help high-achieving women to show up, speak up, and step up in their careers. To learn more, please visit my website at leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com, or you can follow the Leadership Strategies for Women page on Facebook. Gone are the days of the dictatorial manager. These days, we know that to get the best from your staff, to encourage connection, commitment, and personal and business growth, we need to lead with emotional intelligence, encouraging strengths rather than preying on weaknesses. And as leaders, we need to be self-aware, we need to lead by example, and we need to be the standard that we wish to see. Leading with emotional intelligence is a must for the modern business to thrive. And here to talk to us about leading with emotional intelligence is our guest, Sarah Griffiths. Sarah is a hypnotherapist who uses coaching and traditional therapy techniques to help men and women to achieve full potential and live the lives they deserve. Sarah, welcome to the Leadership Strategies for Women podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So Sarah is joining us from Australia. We are honored that you're joining us today, Sarah. And with that, I would love to learn a little bit more about your background. Can you share with us? Yeah, so I've been working for myself now for um, about 11 years. And I started off in the hospitality industry. Um, so, and now, I, as, you, as you said, yes, I, I, that kind of moved into coaching, business coaching from the hospitality work that I was doing. Um, and that has developed from what I realized about the help that people needed in their business, um, that success, your external success in anything is really about your internal transformation. Um, and I discovered that a lot of people were suffering with um, some very limiting, very, very debilitating, limiting beliefs, um, a lot of it due to trauma. 
um, that were holding them back in their lives and, and affecting the way they were showing up in everything. And that kind of led me to the work that I do now. So it, it's, it's been a journey. We certainly grow and develop as we go through, as we go through life. And we, uh, especially when we recognize and take advantage of the opportunities that come, um, even when it seems a bit off kilter to what we're currently doing. So, yeah. And what do you love most about the work that you do? Definitely the results. The results for my clients, seeing, seeing them starting work with me, certain that they can't do anything, that they will always be this way, that this can't be changed, or, and then just a few sessions later, seeing them completely different, a different outlook, a different approach, just very different in themselves. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I can completely relate. I love that as well as a coach. So what are some of the challenges that you have personally faced as you were striving to achieve your own career goals? I think, I think that, well, aside from, aside from the obvious, that the biggest challenge was definitely myself. And it's so funny as we work through, isn't it? You know, when you, you, you start off on a kind of personal and professional development journey and everyone says to you, oh yeah, but it, it's all you, you're in your own way. Um, so I definitely, I can relate to the absolute truth um, that there were times when I was my own biggest obstacle. Um, and some of that is the unknown as I said, the beliefs that we carry, the patterns, the behaviors that are, are just habit, that are held in the subconscious, they are very, very problematic for everyone. I mean, absolutely everyone. Um, but that's the unknown. But what I was aware of very quickly, um, the, I think the biggest problem is other people. Is, is people outside of you. And when you are trying to change and grow and, and to elevate yourself, um, it is very surprising the people around you that you would expect to support you, um, but how sabotaging and damaging they can be. Um, and when you don't recognize that, I think it can be a real problem in holding you back. When you, when you listen to the wrong people, and they give you the wrong advice because their motivations, we, we, maybe we don't stop and question that someone's motivation might not be in our best interests and that the things they're saying um, are because of what is right for them rather than what is right for us. Um, so yeah, definitely other people for sure. Definitely something to recognize is you're right. There might be uh, someone else might be best invested in you not succeeding or you not taking yeah. some sort of a risk in your own life because it might benefit them that you not take that risk or it might hurt them if you do. But there are also individuals who uh, sabotage you in an unwilling way. For example, they don't have a vision or a dream for themselves, so they might not be able to have a vision or a dream for yourself as well. Absolutely. And it's important to realize as well that that person um, might, is, is quite likely to be your spouse, your partner. 
you know, because when, when you start to level up, when you have a dream that is beyond what they can see, um, it's important that you mention sabotage because what they can do, they can seem to be supportive and encouraging, but do, do lots of things that actually sabotage and undermine you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, that it, it's problematic for various reasons. Number one, you're not ready for it. So you don't see it. You don't want to accept it. Um, but also the, the pain of betrayal then can mean that you don't actually see it for a long time because it's not something you want to recognize and acknowledge. Um, and I find that a lot with the people that I work with, the women I work with, the sudden realization that someone close to them is actually sabotaging what they're doing. Yeah. So, so share with me some of the strategies that have helped you to get ahead in your career. I, I think very much being open to opportunity. So I know that um, obviously the way that we are, the way that we are made, the mind does not like change. It likes to stick with what's familiar. Um, and I, th- I think it's very important to recognize early on if we want to achieve anything beyond what we are, recognizing that the fear that we feel um, doesn't necessarily mean that what we're doing is about to, is wrong. Um, it's just our body's natural, our body and mind, it's our natural instinct to, to anything new. Um, and I think I learned that very early on and I learned to, to look at things um, and, to, and to question, to question my initial response um, if it was a negative one and to understand that it's actually just an instinctive response and to kind of to work around it. Um, so, so that was definitely one. Um, but the other one that I learned was to always take responsibility. So very, I learned very quickly that when we, when we blame other people and we blame things outside of ourselves, um, then we're stuck. You know, if, if it's down to someone else or something else, there's nothing we can do. Um, but when we take responsibility and realize that something is actually down to us it, and it's, it's up to us whether we solve it or not, um, that, that very much changes um, the mindset. So I think for me, those, those two, two big things have been really, really key. Um, but yeah, so recognizing that the fear isn't real um, and reasoning that out, um, but then also taking responsibility and not accepting things outside myself to be, to be the reason I'm not doing something, but accepting that it's always me and then exploring that further too. Um, I think they're two quite big ones there. So you believe that women can be more effective leaders if they lead with emotional intelligence. Can you tell us what emotional intelligence is? Yeah, so um, emotional intelligence um, is extremely important because these days people expect so much from a workplace. Um, It's such a big part of our lives. And leading with emotional intelligence is very much about being aware of yourself 
how you are impacting any and every situation and the people around you. Um, but it's a much more, as, um, as you said in the beginning, instead of this dictatorial style of management where literally people just get dictated to, they get put in a box and told to do their job, um, and the manager can come and go and be moody and bark out orders. And it, it, it's very much a focus on the fact that um, people, people work best and give you the most um, when they are respected, when they are treated well, when they are included. Um, and when job has variety, when you invest in them and you give them opportunities. And we all know that um, it's very expensive to recruit and train staff. Um, and when you give your staff a working environment, um, which is progressive um, and where they feel respect, where it's calm, you know, um, where it's consistent then you really do, you get the best out of people. So it's a leadership style that focuses on, on people's qualities um, and getting the best out of them, but very much about leading by example. So you set the standard of what you expect because we all know that everyone responds to that. It's, it's very hard to have someone in a workplace um, that is disruptive or like talks about people behind their back or causes trouble as some people do when the manager um, is, has a leadership style um, that, that sets the standard because then that becomes unacceptable. So clearly emotional intelligence is something that can help high achieving women in the workplace who are leading others. So if we had to break down emotional intelligence into its key elements, what are some of those elements and how can women leaders start to leverage those particular elements so that they can get ahead in their careers? Yes, so I think that leading with emotional intelligence, it encompasses some of the key aspects of personal development. So one of the things would definitely be um, about being the standard, as, as I mentioned. So um, that is, it, it's all about self. So leading with emotional intelligence is being self-aware. How am I showing up in this situation? What is the example that I am demonstrating? So that's going to be things like learning to respond rather than to be than than to react um and i you know i won't go into all the details because people can see for themselves how when you respond rather than react so when you react you react in the moment um you you say something the second something happens um and you, maybe you can um you can react in anger you can say something that you later regret so it's learning to actually respond rather than react. So your response can happen. It's at least five seconds delayed, but it doesn't matter how long it takes, but it's about giving a response to a situation that sets the standard um, and is congruous with the values. So leading with emotional intelligence is about having a clear set of values for yourself and for your team setting values, setting boundaries, setting standards. Um, it's about consistency. 
you don't want to come in as yourself as yourself one day it's so that people can rely on you people people know that you are genuine and authentic um, and when you come into work they know what to expect but you, the last thing you want is to be coming into work and people saying oh my god i wonder how she's going to be today you know are they going to get the nice version of you are they going to get the version that listens to ideas or are they going to get the version that is moody and cold and shut off you know so it's about consistency because consistency goes with authenticity you can't be consistent all the time if you're not being authentic because you can't keep it up so it's about being authentic um, which brings the consistency which brings security People, people feel safe. They feel safe to um, explore the workplace. They feel safe to explore their role in it. They feel safe to approach you. Um, so it's about creating that safe and consistent environment where everyone knows what to expect. And you can imagine when you have that as the platform, what it does for productivity um, and also what it does for what people will bring to the job, what they can get out of the job. And it becomes much easier to work out what people's um, skills and weaknesses are as well when you have that kind of, um, what do you call it, that kind of that platform that is consistent. That's great. I love that definition of, of emotional intelligence. And when you are consistent and when you bring that to the workplace every day, it allows you also to flex to others because others come into the workplace with different thoughts, different emotions. But if you are the one consistent element there, it actually creates an, a welcoming environment, as you said. It's a place that people can actually know where they know what to expect. They know how to engage with others. And as you said, it also feels like a safe space. It's great. So, so what are some of your personal goals and your personal aspirations? Yeah, so my business at the moment, um, I mainly work with, um, as I said, these debilitating limiting beliefs um, where people have um, trauma, experienced experience trauma in the past. Um, and it really does hold people back because childhood trauma seriously affects how a person develops. Um, and, but their belief in themselves is, is severely diminished and can lead to abusive relationships as well. Um, and obviously that seriously affects someone's work um, so, uh, and what they're able to do in their own businesses. So they're the main people that I work with. Um, all my work is online. I work with um, a global audience. Um, I'm pretty much fully booked though with the work that I can do one-on-one. -on -one. So I'm developing group work as well um, so that I can help more people. But one of the things I'm really um, focusing on at the moment is the fact that the health system has to dramatically change its approach um, to help people to help people with the emotional and the mental effects of trauma and abuse um, because psychology and talk therapy can go so far, um, but it cannot undo those limiting beliefs. And we really need to now be embracing much more 
of these holistic approaches, um, not just hypnotherapy, uh, because they are so valuable and they can do so much more than talk therapy. Um, and yet, other than if people can afford to pay for them privately, um, they're being ignored by the government sector who don't promote them, don't fund them. Um, and yet I can have people who tell me they've been in therapy for 20, 30, 40 years for different things and just a few sessions with me and they literally don't know themselves. It's, it's crazy that this is really just not being um, promoted to people in the way that it should be. So one of my missions at the moment is to try, try, it's such a big machine, um, but at least do, do something to try and get this, um, this message heard by people that can make changes that drastically change people's lives. And it's not just here in Australia, this is worldwide. It doesn't matter who I speak to. Um, the, the funding is going into the wrong things to, to help people. Uh, people's, so many people's lives could be different if the funding was being used in another way. So I'm quite passionate about that as well. So Sarah, how can our listeners get in touch with you or follow your work? Yeah, okay. So I think the best way is probably my website, uh, which I'm sure you'll put in the notes, but it's sallyg.com. So that's just the name Sally with the letter G, sallyg.com. And really on there, people will find all about me, the work that I do. Um, again, I have a, a podcast, a YouTube channel. It can all be accessed from there. Um, and the, one of the important things is before I work with anyone, I give them um, a free 30 minute session with me um, just to check that, um, you know, we're, we're compatible, but really that I'm going to get them the result that they want. I don't want to work with anyone that I think I won't get the result for. So that's, that's really important. So I think if they go there, they can kind of progress from there, but that gives them pretty much everything they need. That's great. Sarah, thank you so much. You've given us a lot to think about when it comes to employing emotional intelligence in the workplace, but you also shared some valuable insights about childhood trauma and how it can be an impediment to us actually getting ahead in our careers. Thank you so much for being thank a guest. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that was uh, useful. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that point. So yeah, thank you for coming back to that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.